Welcome to What in the Mental Health Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Brandon Rice. And I'm Amber Guzman. And we are sharing conversations about the mind, body, and soul. Hey, hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome back to podcast number six. Yeah. We got me and Brandon here today, ready to deliver some goodness to all of you. Let's do it. Yes, and today we're going to be talking about basically what we talked about last podcast was about stories, and Mm -hmm. we had Carla Walker on discussing stories, and we kind of went into the stories we tell ourselves, the stories we tell others, and Brandon and I really felt like this was really important to do a part two because it's such a huge topic and we're just both really practicing each day. How do we figure out these stories? And Mm -hmm. we thought that um, it would be really, really cool if all of us could answer the miracle question that what if you woke up tomorrow and everything was exactly what you wanted it to be? What would that look like? What would that feel like? How can you really breathe that in and ask yourself, what would that look like for me to just feel at ease and to know that everything was just as I wanted it to be? Mm -hmm. And um, this was huge for us that we thought we'd start our topic with that today and allow each of you to really breathe that in. And if it means you have to stop the podcast, Or just put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, because it has to do with these stories that we keep saying that are the stories of being limited or not having enough or sickness or weakness or not having enough money or, you know, working too much, whatever it is that is throwing us out of joy and feeling vitality. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know that that's our quest right now is for us, why we do the morning routines, why we keep incorporating these positive, um, practices in our life is so that we can all feel our best. And I know for me, even just having a few physical pains that have shown up in the last couple of weeks, I had experienced some vertigo, which is something I've never in my life had. And it's been really amazing because it's taken me down a road of, you know, getting some help through, I've been working on my own energy meridians and really learning how to heal myself through um, like some pressure points and really having to believe in some positive affirmations and also some chiropractic work and just knowing that my story I am going to continue saying I am healed and I'm going to continue with these positive thoughts and mindset that every single cell is, is full of life. And I'm actually seeing myself smiling Mm -hmm. full of energy and, um, a beautiful thought too, is seeing my whole body just in alignment and radiating light. And so anyway, I can go on and on and start talking about myself, but I wanted to just invite Brandon to kind of talk about this because it's such a beautiful question that if we were to wake up and everything was exactly what we wanted, how, how would that feel for you? 
How would that feel for me? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that would be that would be amazing. Um that that would I mean you would just have I would have just so much joy and like be smiling and feeling great and wouldn't really have a care in the world, you know. Um exactly what the details would look like. I don't want to get into that, but I think the importance is the feeling, like changing the way you feel about life and believing that it could be possible that you could, you could get that miracle question, you know, you could get whatever that is for you. And so often we are in a space where we believe that this is the best it gets. There's nothing I can do to change this. This is just the way my life is. And I'm, I just got to keep doing what I got to do. I just got to keep doing what I got to do. And one day, even if it's been 10 years and you've been doing the same stuff and you've been saying the same thing, one day maybe it'll change. And this is something that you can do to just stop yourself and think about what if it were to change tomorrow? What would it feel like? Because if you get into the feeling, maybe you'll start getting into the action of what you really need to do to make those dreams become a reality. So, um, well, I, it's interesting because when we talk about this, it feels like it's such a, um, a big ask, you know, to yeah. live this, this way, like to wake up and that, because I don't actually think if you or I really looked into what we would want different, mm -hmm. I don't think it would be that many things, you know, I, I really don't, you know, yeah. like it, it, yes, of course, maybe we could say I want, because to be honest, I have a big house and I don't even want a big house. So yeah. when I was younger, I wanted a big house because I thought that that's kind of your definition of success. But right. as I've gotten older and been watching minimalism and simplifying and knowing the pressures of work and paying and all that goes into having a big house, mm -hmm. my 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 ask of like having everything is just to feel at ease and feel pain free and yeah. to be connected with my loved ones and getting you know more in balance where I'm exercise you know all having the time to exercise and get time with my children and my right. family and my friends like that balance so mm -hmm. it's not as big have a question that I think like we make it so big that it is this miracle question, but I yeah. wish we could all in a way see that we're not that far from it. You know, we're, we're, we're close. Like it's, yeah. it's, and if it's these little tiny stories that we can change, we're, we're almost there, you know? Right. And, and I don't want it to seem so far because mm -hmm. it feels unattainable when it's like, Oh, if I, <clears throat> had it all because it's always evolving and changing too. Right. You know? So, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I just want us to remember that it is these little subtle changes in our daily stories, our daily, um, you know, I had been to lunch with a friend and we were talking about another friend and just, mm -hmm. I know that, we all can get on these repeat stories of, you know, our energy levels or being stressed. Stress is always kind of a word that comes out. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of sat there and was like, 
every, everything's okay. You know, you're, you're okay. And what, what would you want different Amber than what is right now? And I really sat, sat there and I was like, I am okay. You know, mm. when I'd sit there and, and take in that moment, I am okay. Right. And I just hope that some people can take a look at, because we all are doing this. And I just wish that we could figure out what that little shift is. Because it may be for some people that are listening, the scale could be really bad of every single thing you get to work and, oh, the drive is terrible. And this person cut me off. Mm -hmm. And then at work, she's, oh, I'm too stressed and everybody won't leave me alone. And, you know, and then it carries on at home. And then I have to make dinner and, and, you know, the price of groceries and, you know, that any little story that we're doing, it's taking away from just the lightness in our body of feeling just grateful and thankful. And I know you started to share earlier in our conversation, the difference when you were feeling like at work, you had a little tiny piece of things that were struggle versus all the great. So you tell that story. Okay. Yeah. So for that story, um, I am, I'm doing clinicals right now for school and I felt like I was focusing. I didn't feel like I was, I was focusing on the things that that were my weak spots. And I was just like, man, I need to get better at this. I really need to get better at writing these notes. Um, And I was feeling inadequate and just down on myself and just like, man, if I only had more time to study, if I only had more time to do this, like I would do better. But then when you really take a step back and you look at um, what's really happening, like the whole picture instead of just the, your weak spots, then your perspective changes for the better. And so I was scrolling on LinkedIn and I saw Mel Robbins, good old Mel Robbins coming through. I know, she's amazing. <laughs> she, she, posted, she posted something about, um, you know, focus on what you're, stop focusing on what you're doing wrongly or, or wrong and focus on what you're doing well. And when she said that, I thought of immediately about clinical and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe my notes could be better and they're, they're not that strong right now, but I'm getting better and I'm better than I was a few weeks ago. Like each week I'm getting better. Um, but if I really look at the whole picture of how I'm doing in clinical, I'm doing pretty well. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot that's going right. I'm asking the right questions. I'm being empathetic with these clients that I'm seeing. I'm trying my best to, to really help them in the situations that they're in. And that's, 80, 90% of it. The note, the note is really important because you have to convey what's happening, but 80 to 90% of it, I'm, I'm doing really well, you know, and it it took me to see that post by Mel Robbins for Mm. me to change the story I was telling myself. And it really like, it lifted that guilt and it, and that uh, negative self-talk. And it really just kind of set me at ease. Like, I still want to do better. I still want to study a little bit more. Um, I still want to focus on getting better at those notes, but it allowed me some grace for myself and editing that story was really, really powerful and impactful for me. Mm, I love it. 
It's great. Yeah. And I love the word editing because um, you and I both watched or listened and watched the TED talk. Mm -hmm. And I want to give her some credit because it was pretty amazing. Um, Her name is Lori Gottlieb. I hope I'm saying that right. But she did a TED talk, how changing your story can change your life. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty profound because she's a therapist and it started out with her giving a perspective of a woman's story and how she had basically said her husband was, she thought he was cheating on her. And basically what she told this therapist, her perspective, her story, her narration of this, her, her side of the story And it was a lot more details, but in the end, it was about how the husband, you got to hear his perspective and his story, because then Mm -hmm. he wrote into her and it was about how he was not cheating at all, because you didn't say that. He said his father had passed away and he's been talking late with this woman whose father also passed away and they shared, you know, they were in common. And he said, I just wish I could talk to my wife about this, but she's Mm -hmm annoyed by me and you know I, I, I frustrate her about so much so here's the wife thinking he's cheating when really he's like trying to find a way to connect with his wife but mm-hmm. he can't and so he found someone else and it's all about how we perceive and how we edit and right. how the words that are coming out we're going to share those with the people who are going to give us the information we want so if I call you Brandon and tell you about what an ass so it's a bad word but an asshole <laughs> someone's being yeah and you're right on board to be like oh yeah what a jerk you know yeah, why yeah. you do that that sucks and you're all mm-hmm. like team amber when really if I could have went you know I was tired and hungry and I probably pissed him off and if I would have worded it different you'd go whoa amber I could see why they acted that way or you know but we tend to give the information we want to get the response we want. Yeah. And, and it's really pretty powerful having that awareness to realize that, hey, what kind of stories are we putting out there to get that narration, you know, or responses from our people? What are we getting back? And, and I think um, it is just little tiny words that we could change. And I know I have someone struggling, a friend that's just struggling with energy. And every time I talk to her, that word comes out, how she's tired and Mm -hmm. exhausted. And and I'm not saying that she's not. I fully believe that she is. But I also know most people at times feel that way, you know, or there's got to be something going on hormonally or whatever. But I know that I've been hearing that for a long time. And of course, I feel empathy and like concerned if there's a health issue, but I also know that I am just being paying attention to what is, I don't want to be thought of as uh, a person with a bad shoulder all the time. You know, mm-hmm. if I go play softball and I'm like, ah, my shoulder hurts all the time. And that's a part of my association. I'm just realizing that I have certain people around that can repeat certain words and it becomes your identity. Mm-hmm. And it's all that part about healing ourselves and keeping our energy in flow when we're not seeing those words. Because if I'm saying, oh, I've got shoulder pain, shoulder pain, I'm not allowing that energy to flow. It's staying stuck there. 
Yeah, and I've been loving this. Donna Eden is a, a energy medicine doctor, and she teaches mm-hmm. you how to get your own chi and everything moving. So I'm really trying to see if it works, and I'll keep you guys posted on it because Brandon and I are always trying different things, different affirmations, different, you know, go down the rabbit hole of. And I'm really trying to figure out the meridian work and just, I hear like, you know, she teaches us these few little things you can do where you touch under your collarbone, which I guess the fact that I'm sharing this with all of you, I should really kind of let you know that she teaches that if you're ever feeling like low energy, there's a spot right underneath your collarbone Mm -hmm. and it's called K27 and you push on that. And you take a deep breath in and it just resets your kidneys and sends energy throughout our body. So when I start to feel, you know, pain or something in my body, I hit that meridian and I say those positive affirmations. And I will say that me doing this work has brought me to different healers and where I went to a new chiropractor last night and And I'm always positive and believe that this person's going to help me and I'm going to just keep staying in that mindset. But I also know that when we stay in that positive story or in that, that I am healed, we get in the direction of that miracle question, like waking up to where everything is exactly how we want it to be. Mm -hmm. So it's like those steps when you believe that and really see what that story is for you. For me, it would be waking up pain-free, feeling vitality, feeling, you know, connected. Mm-hmm. And so that's my, my story of just feeling, feeling all of that. So anyway, nice. Nice. <laughs> thank you for sharing all that. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Uh, one thing that came up while you were telling your stories, that you can, people can get stuck in this, the story whatever story that is and how to get unstuck is something that's coming up. And so how, and this is one way I believe that you can get unstuck from the story. And there's a, you see people and they, and I, I I mean, we've been there too and I'm definitely guilty of it, of constantly saying the same thing. This is, like the story's on repeat, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you stop the repeat? And part of that is ask yourself the question, what would, what would you want your life to look like? And a lot, some people will say, this is what I would want, but no, that'd never happen. That that's just like, that's just, no, that's, that's why they call it a miracle. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. but I mean, also like dreams come true. Miracles come true for certain people. And you can also say like, oh, that's just for them. Or that's not for me, but if you keep telling yourself that, that's exactly what you're going to get. And if you practice, try, just try and practice this question and feel, try to feel what it would feel like for you. And the idea is that it will take you into behaviors that will help to change your story and thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Your behaviors and thoughts. So maybe you'll start be like, oh, I want to lose this weight or I'm not even about losing weight. I just want to have this certain physique. Okay. Like that would be part, maybe that's part of your miracle answer to the question. Right. And so then it starts getting your mind thinking 
Because if you start feeling that way, your mind's going to start thinking in a different pattern of, okay, what can I do? Like, what, what would I, what would I need to do to start getting to that physique? And you start thinking like, okay, I'm going to need to exercise. I'm going to need to eat right. I'm going to need to get some good sleep. I'm going to need to do all these things. And now you've just broken the cycle of, I can never get that physique. I can never do that. That's for other people. That's not for me. You just, you're able to stop the, the thing that's on repeat and think in a different direction. And we've talked about that before, these grooves that get set kind of like a record vinyl. I just, I'll bring it up again because I love the analogy of the thoughts that you continue to think. They, they create these deep grooves in the brain and it's like so easy to get on that thought and it feels good. It's familiar. The, the reason why a lot of people, myself included, are stuck in these thoughts because it feels familiar and you're used to it. And there's a saying that the, the devil, you know, is better than the devil you don't know. So you're already familiar with how this feels. You're already familiar with how your day goes. It's, it's, it feels, it might not feel good, but it feels normal to you. Mm -hmm. And stepping out of that is going to take a lot of courage, but asking yourself these types of questions can start to get you out of that rut and start to get you to a point of where you do want to feel. So that's the overall, what I'm trying to say is, is that asking yourself this question and trying to feel is, could be one step closer to you getting what you want and changing your story, right? Yeah, and it's pretty powerful because there is something in each of us that feels like we have a limitation of like what we're allowed to have or pull in. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was in my 20s and I had wanted a Mercedes. And mm -hmm. I just remember thinking, oh, you, you're, you're, that's like for stuck up people and like people that are, rich and you know I remember just thinking that I, I'm not good enough for that yeah. and you know that's for this class of people mm -hmm. and I don't know why or how but I ended up getting a Mercedes when I was 27 <laughs> years old and it was when Eva was a little baby and I, you know the lease was super good price Mm -hmm. And I was able to get it because I was very good at when I set my mind or saw something I wanted, I'm able to get it. And I, I kind of want to show my vision board too, because I've made these vision boards along the way of my life yeah. so much that I even got exact homes that were on there. And I didn't know it when I was putting it on there. Yeah. And I figure it out later that I'm like, whoa, you know, went from our condo to our first home. And it was like, the picture was exactly the home, like in the same community and everything. It was just bizarre. Yeah. But even so much now it's changed to where I've like hiked Mount Whitney and I had mountains and national parks and I have running and abs on running. And like, you know, I don't have exact abs, but it's way better than what it was before. And I see that picture. So sometimes yeah. for people, it may be the visual and believing because now I don't need a Mercedes. Like it's, that's not on my list. It's yeah. more like, you know, just my cheat, our cheat, our, our wants change over time. Right. But there is a feeling inside that we think we can't have it or that it's not for us. Mm -hmm. And 
I want people to just know that everything is attainable and there's nothing wrong with wanting nice things. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with if you want money in the bank, if you want to take a trip, like I had put the Eiffel Tower and um, and a Louis Vuitton purse. I sound like I'm all materialistic, even though I'm really not. <laughs> but I do like nice things, you know, yeah. and I ended up getting a very little Louis Vuitton. But it was when I went to Paris and I had saved for seven years to take. I'd always told my daughter when she's 13, I wanted to take her to Paris. Mm-hmm. We did it. I saved my money for seven years. And if you, that's why I like look at my vision board sometimes and I go, wow. Cause a lot of times the vision board, it's the work that goes into creating that vision board. Cause you're figuring out that miracle question. What would it yeah. look like? Mm-hmm. And we don't often sit there and go, wow, I did all this right. and, and celebrate that because it is evolving to where each day we're like okay well that miracle question today is going to be different tomorrow and the next day because life is always different and evolving and and stages of life etc yeah but i do think that that's a really fun thing to do because when you create a vision board you're creating your life story Mm -hmm. and it's for a period of time that it might be two years. It might be one year. Like I even put so much as running an eight minute mile and I did it. I like hit that at the track and did an eight minute mile, which doesn't sound very fast, but for me, that was a goal. Right. And, um, you know, my average is like nine and having myself do that. And I just know when we set these intentions, goals, story, our life story and put it on there on this vision board, you get it. And, and it takes time to create it. And that's where sitting with it and going, what do I really want? Because if you're just sitting here on repeat, talking about what's not working, what doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're so miserable. And I think for all of us here, if you're listening to this podcast, you're in search of feeling your best. Right. And, and I think, For some of us, it's a lot more stories that have to change. And some others, it's just a couple little shifts in the words and behaviors. So I didn't think I was going to talk about vision boards, but I just think it's a really fun thing to do. And for anyone that's not done it, Mm -hmm. it it really has to do with your, your story. You're creating exactly what you want for yourself and you get to cut out pictures, put it on their words you know, for me at a time, it was about kids having children. And I've always kind of made them like every couple of years of my life. And you'll see them evolve and change. And when you're younger, it it might be education, it might be, you know, a a townhome or, you know, a trip somewhere to Jamaica or um, time with your family harmony. I have pictures now of like my kids and my husband and feeling more connected. And Mm -hmm. I have women together on there. And wouldn't you know, I'm running a race with 12 women in two weeks, the Ragnar relay, and I'm running it. And it's like the words on my vision board are run women together. Like, it's just crazy when I really think of it, that I'm making all of this happen because I look at that every day. I created this and it's kind of like, I didn't wake up and go, okay, all this on my vision board, it's all going to happen tomorrow. 
it doesn't. It's a process. So, yeah. so I invite everyone to think about making a vision board because, and um, I kind of want to show you, Brandon, just to see <laughs> because it, they all happen. And that's right. the part that if you create the space in your mind to believe you can have it, it, it doesn't, it may not be tomorrow, but you're really breathing in that you are going to get it and that mm-hmm. you deserve it and that it's yours. And right. with Agape and Michael Beckwith, um, they would say, and so it is. Mm-hmm. And so just breathing it in that, um, you know, that whatever it is for a person, like for me, it's really just feeling vitality in my body and having the energy to feel the best I can all the yeah. time. So that's, that's my, my vision board would just be like Amber just lit up, like able to move freely and joyfully and energetically. Mm-hmm. And I am, I don't want to say that I'm not, but I want more. I want more of being able to swing from the monkey bars. Cause that was something I used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And I can't at this moment, but I'm going to, that's my, on my vision board mentally is me healed and just feeling vitality so yeah nice yeah very nice yeah the vision board is a very powerful thing if you haven't tried we definitely encourage you to do so i've done vision boards before and they definitely work (laughs) they definitely work because it's getting it's getting the thoughts out of your head onto the paper and you start to behave in a way that takes you towards your goals Mm-hmm. and your goals might change like amber said and that's okay as long as they still align with what you want and mm-hmm. you're able to go after the story that you want rather than living in a story that you believe will not change so mm-hmm. and it and and one thing that comes up too is uh time taking the time to to spend some quality time on yourself and think about what you really want Rather than, you know, a lot of people like I'm too busy. I got to I w- wake up, get the kids ready. Then I go to work and then I got to put the help, get the kids to bed. And then I got to spend time with my spouse. And then, you know, then you press repeat, go to sleep and repeat all day. But really finding it's really important to find that if you can find time to feed your kids and feed yourself and spend time with your family and go to work and do all those other things, you can find five minutes somewhere. <laughs> to spend time and you can make it a family activity, you know, like, Hey, Mm -hmm. Hey guys, we're going to, we're going to work on this. And they may be like, Oh, whatever. But as you can work on that and they can work on something else, there's, there's ways to make time for it. And when you make time for yourself, your, your story can change in in very dramatic ways. Um, Mm -hmm. Time. I know she called herself an editor too. I don't know if we talked about that, but that, that, in that Ted talk, and I think that's so important for us to be, be the editors of our stories yeah, and of our lives. Like, cause, cause a lot of the stories that we're saying, they may be wrong, you know, and, and knowing how to identify that so that yeah. we can do those little shifts. And some people can't do it by themselves. That was another thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, I've tried that. I can, I can hear people saying like, I've, I've tried to think better. I've tried to feel better and nothing's worked and maybe you need some help. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. There was a, a conversation I had with a coworker the other day. They were like, why would I want to go to therapy if 
why would I want to go to therapy and just talk about the stuff that's already happened? Like, what, what good is that going to do me? And I was like, man, that's a really good question. But in my experience and, and what I hope to provide as a therapist and what I've learned um, in being in therapy is that someone will take your story as you tell it and they'll present it to you in a totally different way that can help change your perspective about the story. Mm-hmm. And if your perspective changes about the story, then you can go about your life in a different way rather than what you've been doing. And that's, mm-hmm. to me, that's what therapy is. It's, there's, there's a bunch of stuff you can see online, um, like the little trick pictures that they have, like the, the illusions. You look at it one way and, and it's a horse and you turn it upside down and it's a frog. It's like, that's what therapy is able to do uh, amongst many other things, but it's changing the perspective because if it's a frog or let's just say it's a spider, right? If it's a spider, you're going to treat that way different than if your favorite animal is a horse and it's a horse, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? So like it, it, it will change your behavior. It will change your thoughts. And because I think yeah. it's that part about having a friend who we I can say, oh, he's a jerk. And you're like, yeah, he is a jerk. You're right yeah. there with me to be like in that space, opposed right. to where a therapist gives you the unbiased, like their outside perspective, where they're as much as they're on your team, they're also going to help you because they're trying to help your relationships. Right. So you right. have to see it in another perspective. Yeah. So they yeah. edit it for you, help you right. edit it in a healthy way. Right. And a, and a, a good story that comes to mind is that, you know, I, I was, I don't know what book I was reading, but Amber, you and I were talking about this uh, last week is road rage mm-hmm. and someone you're driving down the highway and someone cuts you off and you're, you're like, Oh, you blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And you want to cuss them out, flip them the finger and do all this stuff. And I read somewhere, I was like, who came up with the rule that you have to get angry when someone cuts you off? Mm-hmm. Like, and like, we treat that as it's like a golden rule. You do not cut people off, you know, but like, mm-hmm. who came up with that? And why do you have to abide by that? And why do you have to get so angry and upset and get into react. this emotion and react, right? Based on this. And when I read that in the book, I was like, yeah. Like, why do I have to get so upset when, and there's so many other things. The book goes on to provide so many other reasons why someone might cut you off. Like maybe they're running late to work. Maybe uh, there's a pregnant woman in the car and they're trying to get to the hospital. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe so many things. Right. And that would allow me to have some empathy. Be like, oh man, let me slow down and let this person get to where they want to go. So you know, they got somewhere to go, you know? Yes. And even you bringing this up, it reminds me because I actually had the gift of being with like 27 women last week for a gathering. Yeah. And we were talking about how important it is to identify our, you know, fight and flight response. And Mm -hmm. like that the lion is chasing you, you know, and that as humans, we have to shut that off in order for everything else to reset and feel good. That if our, you know, adrenals and everything, if you're just like the lions chasing you all the time, where when that happens in the car and Mm -hmm. you're, someone cuts you off, you're instantly in that, like, you know, and our body's like ready to fight and that lion's getting us, you know? And 
I, so you bringing that up, I really this week have just been trying to pay attention and get that awareness to when I'm in that mode of like the lion chasing me, mm-hmm. because as a mom and as, you know, trying to juggle work and all the things we do, I can be in that mode a lot of where that lion is chasing me and, you know, quick to react. So it's a good reminder. And I appreciate you bringing this up again, because it's just more of like, we need to be able to handle every situation without it having a reaction or response to us, because we want to tame that lion, right? We want to keep our body at ease so that we're not in that response system that who did say we had to do that and get crazy. I mean, that there's people in Florida who like shoot people because they cut them off. Right. Like, it's like, what the heck, you know? And why, why are we taught that that is wrong? And I mean, I think for me, it's scary because I think of my 16 year old driving, it's more that I want people to just slow down a bit because there is something with the speed that I get a reaction to, but I have to just then put light and protection and trust that we're all going to be okay. And right. Shift that thought. So that's another story that if I said, oh, Eva's driving and I'm terrified because people are driving like bats out of hell and I'm scared and, you know, or I can go Eva's safe and on the road. I know my daughter is protected and there's light all around them and she is safe. And that feels better than the other stories. So I'm working mm-hmm. on that one, too. That's another story I'm shifting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about like, how do you want to feel? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that say that their breaking point was like, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. and, and some of us have to get to that point. But even if you're not, if you haven't reached that point yet, either either you're feeling like that or you're on your way there, like there's a better feeling that you can find. And some people can find it by listening to a podcast and, you know, doing some of the the recommended practices and some people need to go to therapy. Some people need medication. Some people need, you know, all types of things, but we're encouraging well, we you were, to. We were also talking about sharing a few of the things. Cause I know for me kind of talking about that meridian point under our collarbone and just getting yeah. in. And I've also, we both practice the box breathing almost mm-hmm. daily. I do that. Like when I struggle, if I'm having any issues, falling asleep, or just feeling if you feel a little anxious or you can do box breathing and it's a very simple technique. I don't know if we've shared it before, but you imagine a box in front of your face and you breathe in for four, like go up the side of the box, you breathe in for four, Mm -hmm. you go over the top of the box by holding your breath, you go down the side of the box by exhaling for four, And then you go, you know, under the box with no breath. So it's a breathe in for four, Mm -hmm. hold for four, exhale for four, no breath for four. And it just, I like to visualize a box because I'm a visual person and it Mm -hmm. helps me focus my eyes and my mind on this box as I breathe in, I hold, I exhale and no breath. So that's been a great one for just sort of even just talking about it, my shoulders suppress and I just feel kind of at ease and in a calmer state. So that one's been really good. Um, 
learning Donna Eden stuff. There's a lot with our third eye and like you can tap these areas of, um, you know, you start out with like hitting your, around your heart, you just tap, tap, tap and get energy flowing there. Mm -hmm. And under it, our ribs, you hit in there as well. And um, so I've just been practicing these things and it's kind of along the lines of tapping as well. And I know we talked about that with my mom, but tapping is a wonderful thing for resetting those patterns. So Mm. even if you want to say, oh, I'm just so tired, a really cool thing is with tapping is that you find these little spots and you just say, even though I'm feeling so tired, I love and accept myself. And over time, you're going to realize like, that's probably going to change because it's just like, ew, I don't, I don't like that. I'm saying those things, but it allows you to accept exactly where you are at this moment, instead Mm -hmm. of getting out of like erase, erase, erase. That's not, you know, and not identifying what it is because I realized I had this weird little thing. Every time I looked at a pair of socks, I had this guilt. I don't want to go into why, but I had guilt over this pair of socks and I went, okay, and I started tapping about it and um, cause I had bought them like, anyway, I don't want to, now I'm probably being annoying. You're already this, in it now. I'm in it, you know, <laughs> and it was just a little repeat pattern that I was doing. And so I started like tapping about it and it's gone. Like it gets rid of guilt or whatever it is, because it allows you to know for anyone that's just first time listening about tapping, tapping has you go around your face and your shoulders, and you can do spots on your hand. And so it would be an example would be, even though my shoulder is dull and aching pain, I love and accept myself. And you move around the body and you'd say those things. And even though I want to do a Spartan race and I can't, I love and accept myself. Um, So Anyway, I know it's a little off on us editing our story, but it's part of us accepting what is at the moment mm-hmm. so that we can move past it to allow for the new stories to be written. Yeah. So, and it's an acceptance. And um, one of my favorite things last week when I was with these 27 women, we were in a guided meditation. And in the meditation, she said, uh, you know, for each of us to really breathe in. And we went through all the chakras and she said, when she said, you are exactly perfect as you are. And I don't think we spend enough time in this moment, breathing in that we are, that we are exactly perfect at this moment. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's where even the miracle question is huge, but I don't know if you really, really had to change your life at this moment. I don't know that I would change very much other than just a little bit of my perspective to be more joyful. And, you know, it's not as big as what we think it is. Like, it's not like happiness is, is around the corner. It's, it's really attainable today and easing that lion response, you know, the, the lion, you know, is chasing us. Like we're, we're actually more, closer to it than we think. And it's just getting that awareness of what stories do I want to change? What do I want to feel each day? What would it look like if I got to have everything I wanted? What would that feel like? 
you know, what, what are those little edits that we can do each day and each moment when we step into work, when we wake up with our kids, at the end of the day at dinner with our family, when we hit the pillow at night, are you thinking, you know, the universe for all the good that happened? Are you thinking about your job and the good that you just did instead of those couple things? Like what is the little stories that are going on as you rest? And, you know, when you have moments on the phone with your mother or your father or your brother, like what are the things you can do differently so that you can feel more at ease and more Mm -hmm. joy and the steps to getting us happy in the moment and loving ourselves just as we are. And I just think it's huge to breathe that into for each of us to just put our hand on our hearts and to just say, I am amazing right now, exactly as I am. And Mm -hmm. it's huge. It's huge to breathe that in. And even if we spent 30 seconds a day with our hand on our hearts and doing that box breath of just, I am perfect as I am and releasing and really breathing that in because I don't always want to think that I'm not okay today. Like I do know there's better versions of me and that's what we're striving for, but it's, it's a yucky feeling if I never get to sit and breathe in that I am okay today, that this Mm. is good. And, and it was profound when my friend Jane said it to me yesterday, you know, what, what really would you want different? Like you are good. You have all this, you're, you, you know, not necessarily about me. We were talking about other situations of life and just that there is something in us that doesn't just sit and breathe in that it is perfect as it is. And we're okay. And, you know, our success is defined by ourselves and our, you know, my, am I going too far, Brandon here? No, you're good. (laughs) You're good. I I will say that um, there was a point you're, you're accurate in the sense that like, if I were to change things about my life right now, how much would I change? Not that much, but there was a point in my life. And I think there are people out there that like, I would change a, a shit ton. I would change the whole world would flip upside down and my life would be way better. And there was, there was a, there was a definitely a long time in my life where I felt that if you would have asked me if I would have even known what the miracle question was, I would just be like, Oh, I want this. I want that. I want, I want to wake up in this type of house. I want this type of car. I want, I want this type of lifestyle. I want to have this type of friends. I want, I want this job. I want, I want everything, you know, mm-hmm. my life sucks. <laughs> um, you know, and there was a, there was a point in my life too, where I was just like, the world is negative and it, it sucks out here, you know? Um, so there are, I, I can definitely feel for those people that are in that spot in terms of like, yeah, life sucks. And if, if everything could change, it would, it would be a drastic change rather than mm-hmm. where we're sitting at right now is like, if my miracle question for me, only a few things could change. And if I really ask myself, if I really get real with myself, like I'm living exactly what I want to live right now, which I'm grateful for, but I also mm-hmm. empathize and can see and understand where people are when they're like, no, I'm not living what I want and I want everything to change. Mm-hmm. And the point is, I want, if you can get into the space 
of believing that there could be, it doesn't matter if you've been for like 30, 40 years, that that's, that's not what we're trying to focus on how long you've been in a situation. What we're trying to Mm -hmm. focus on is like, there is always the possibility of change. And, Mm -hmm. and the thought that comes up is, um, you know, I see patients who have cancer and like, I have this chronic illness. That's probably going to be the death of me. That's a very tough spot to try to tell someone like, Hey, just try to feel better. And Mm -hmm. I I haven't experienced that. So I'm not even going to try to say that I, I, I'm in there with you. But Mm -hmm. um, what I can say is that I've heard stories of people who have cancer and who have um, life-threatening illnesses and their mindset has been um, a very positive thing for them in terms of how they look at it, their perspective, if they are able to change it, and to even just to feel a little bit better Mm -hmm. um and for one day and then maybe the next day they don't feel so good but it's it's just trying and trying to put in the work to feel better and if you can if you can it's like faking it faking it till you make it and regardless of what the outcome is like it's still it's it's, it reminds me of my friend trevor who's the quadriplegic and he's been Mm -hmm. 17 years and he's still to this day he'll text me some positive thing like you're gonna see me walk amber yeah 17 years in a wheelchair and unable you know to walk and still fighting still believing that Mm -hmm. he's gonna gonna walk yeah and you know it he's got a very tough days certain times and many things affected from being this way for so long, but he continues to have this positive mindset and it's insane, you know, because sometimes I'm like, dude, wow, how do you have that? You know, because many, some people wouldn't carry on with such a positive mindset. Right. So, you know, it's difficult because when, you know, you hear these life threatening diagnoses and it's hard to have a mindset like that Mm -hmm. but it is a beautiful thing to think of we're all living on you know that's the one thing that lady said in the ted talk too hey we're all gonna die like it's gonna happen yeah and it sounds so heavy and like oh but she talked about how how would you want your obituary written you know like what words would you want about who you are Mm -hmm. that you had this terminal illness and you were negative all the time and doom and gloom, or you helped others with how to be healthier or how to like, we all have a choice with what it is. And I've, again, I'm haven't been in that situation, so I can't say um, how I would be, but um, you know, I only can see from examples and other people. And I had a Nana with cancer and she never, ever, brought anyone down. She stayed alight, continued to be healthy, tried her best, fought it for 11 years Mm -hmm. and didn't make it her story to be, you know, sick all the time. And she really wasn't that sick and with a very hard cancer. So I just think that we all, whatever it is, is our choice to write that and to be that and feel that. And even though it's hard sometimes, because I want to question if my mindset can really heal my shoulder mm-hmm. and I'm faking it till I make it because I'd rather do that and have hope than stay in a state of this is how I have to live my life forever. Right. 
So, yeah. so that was a shift for me that I'm going to believe I can heal it. Mm-hmm. And I can believe that those words are going to make it better and lead me in the way to healers and other processes that will help uh, align with that uh, mindset. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Beautifully said. <laughs> Beautifully said. Um, one other cool thing that I wanted to share that's been kind of fun um, is I bought some markers uh-huh. that you can write on your mirror. Oh, okay. And so I've been writing these positive affirmations and I did it for my kids and my husband and for myself. And I just write on the mirror and whatever's coming to me um, for whatever each of us is going through. And eventually I'll have my kids write their own, but I just, I'm doing it. And whether they read it or not, I know my daughter even posted it on her social media, which I was excited to see because it meant she enjoyed it and liked Mm -hmm. reading it. And it's just practice. All of these steps are practice and it's us just hopefully feeling our best each day and remembering that we have moments of struggle or difficulty, but yet it's just moments. And that the majority of them, like you focusing on your work and that 80, 20 or whatever, focusing on the 80 and Mm -hmm. that the 20 will eventually fizzle off, you know, and that it's just, you won't even care about it because you're focused on the 80. Right. And, and I'm doing that as well with parts of my body that are great and agile. Like if I put my energy to what I get to do. I'm way happier. So the yeah. fact that I can hike every day, seven miles is a gift and I get to run with these women is a gift. So yeah. I'll yeah. focus that on that. And, um, it feels better to do that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Positive affirmations are also something that can help edit your story. And that's, yes. uh, that's what we're talking about. Just helping you edit it to make you feel a little bit better in this world so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep any closing so I, yeah okay. go ahead no you got it you got it um i think that it's funny because when we started this out it seemed like that miracle question was like so big and after talking about it i realized that it's really there, there's not a whole bunch and i do know at different times in our lives it is bigger where I did want to change a lot. Cause when I was in a bad state, you know, doing drugs or just way, way back when I wanted a child and I lost a child, um, meaning a miscarriage, um, mm-hmm. that, that was really difficult at those times. So there has been times where, Oh my God, I just wanted to see myself with a baby and, you know, moments where that miracle question was a big one, right. But where now I sort of see, it's not as big in my mind that there is just little shifts and little words and little edits that we can do. And that I challenge each of us this week to when that feeling comes in that you want to react or it feels like that lion's chasing you and you get into that response of fight or, you know, fight and flight response, paying attention to when it's, you know, you're in that space and just kind of start the box breathing and get yourself calmer. And if it means that you have to say, let me let you know in a little while, let me respond in a minute or don't answer that text because you got to get yourself centered Mm -hmm. and, and just calm your body because 
all of these things are what helps us sleep better, resets the, the hormones and all the natural good um, releases, chemical releases that our body is designed to give. Right. We want to let that happen. And so really just responding less and less to that lion chasing us. It just feels better breathing in and getting to a more peaceful state. And so I also am just visualizing everybody and even with myself and with you, Brandon, like when our heart, because all of our chakras throughout our body, when we have blocks, we want to just see our chi and energy flowing all the way through us. And I, I stop with the heart because when we come from love and, and come from love to ourselves and love to others, it, it's just a beautiful thing. And that's the part where just seeing your heart uh, red and just vibrant and with white light all around it so that all that white light comes out through all of our body and all of our cells and that our chi and energy is moving through all of us, you know, without blocks and that the words come out of love and that we're just the light is just vibrancy and vitality. So I keep picturing that with myself and I'm extending it to each of you and seeing that light, like our heart light is turned on. So, so that, that's, that's my story. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Beautifully said, beautifully said. And, uh, Oh, what do you got? You got one Any more? Any closing stories from you, Brandy? Because I've kind of uh, hijacked this. No, no, that, no. You did great. You did great. Um, no, I've said my closing thoughts, and we're going to bring this podcast to a close. Hopefully, you all enjoyed the, the story podcast and learned something and can implement one of these practices into your life for the better. And um, if you do feel so inclined, uh, you can go on Apple Podcasts and leave a review and let us know what you think. All right. And thank you you for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support and have a wonderful day. All right. Peace and love. Peace and love. love. Till next time. Okay.